All right. How are you getting on? Are you well? Are you feeling healthy? I have a bit of a head cold. A bit of a man flu. Man flu over the fucking cuckoo nest. It's going cuckoo. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not feeling well. Um, I still have a bit of a head cold. And to be honest, um, when I talk for more than 15 minutes, um, my voice disappears. Which being a, an accomplished voiceover artist uh, is, a, uh, is a difficult, it's a difficult situation. It'd be like J-Lo getting her ass chopped off. Sorry, that's awful. But you know what I mean? And she's not, I mean that she's insured for her arse. I don't think she's just an arse. <laughs> anyway, so this is the sort of thing you you could get um, for me, talk, me talking like this for an hour. What? But I can't, but I'm not doing that. Um, let me explain. Uh, I'm ill, so there's no uh, new podcast. But that's not to say that this is a podcast you haven't heard before. I've dipped into behind the paywall. Dip, dip, dip. My mother and your mother were a hand closed. My mother punched your mother in the nose. What color blood came out? Do you know? And um, my beloved patrons are sound enough um, to to not mind me essentially taking something that they funded themselves <laughs> by being my Medici's, the patrons of my of my Sistine Chapel. Of talking shite, um, they don't mind me taking a podcast occasionally from time to time to give to you, the mainstream, the main feed, the wider group of people who listen to the overall podcast. So I'm doing that. And this is a podcast that I recorded a few weeks ago, um, which has a long story about me losing things, my history of losing things, um, including um, many passports, three passports in a single year. And the rigmarole my man had to go through to get me a passport before I went on holiday. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a thing that I like to do on the, on the Patreon podcast I call Wheel of Shite, where I go to a website that has randomly generated words, and I usually pick a topic of that word. It could be sport, could be animals, and I randomly generate, and then I just talk about that. And I actually find that those podcasts, as shockingly sweaty as that premise sounds, actually turn out quite fun. Um, so this is one, and this was just general words. <laughs> and that's what I was talking about. So I hope you enjoy it. And if you've already paid for um this podcast and you're a patron listen i got something special coming for you on friday i'm doing the rosa Tralee. i'm going to be entering myself in the rosa Tralee on the patreon on friday that's just for you that's just for daddy just behind the paywall um but thank you very much and i hope you bear with me with uh, this illness um there's not much you can do when your thing is a voice and your voice isn't great um but anyway look do let me tell you about the sponsor of this week's podcast, the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. And look, you want to talk about patrons of the arts? Well, these boys are patrons of the arts because they're after uh, paying for a whole calendar shoot for me, Killian Sunderman, Shane Danburn, aka the Young Hot Guys, for a sexy, sexy year calendar that begins in September for some reason <laughs> because we wanted to sell it now. Um, and all the money's going to the gays. All the money's going to GCN Gay Community News, which is a long running um, uh, kind of uh, original kind of publication and then website for. Um, LGBT news. Um, so I'm an ally. <laughs> and it's some, uh, it's some pretty hot stuff in there. Look, it's not just for, for gays. It's for everyone. It's for anyone who just appreciates the male form. Um, which is primarily... Well, I'm going to lay off the gays now. Um, it's, um, it's also women. Uh, and other men who just want to, you know, who just think, wow, that's... Whatever, it's just a fun little thing. And uh, there's, wow, there's some images in there. You think, I can't believe they got him to do that. There must have been some serious peer pressure involved in getting them to do that or just three 
uh, people trying to be funny around each other and not really worrying about it. But anyway, look, um, it's a really fun calendar. And again, I want to thank the Dubliner for um, for putting it on, for shooting it for us. Um, and let me tell you something else about the Dubliner. They've got one of the tastiest ass whiskeys I've ever tasted. I, I, I had a friend over help me put, on, put up some shelves a few weeks ago. And um, I gave him a bottle of, um, uh, I actually got him a bottle of the Dubliner Irish whiskey, old fashioned, and he loved it. He's an old-fashioned drinker. He's an old-fashioned man. He's a manly man. And uh, and he loved it, you know. And he's not one for kind of gimmicky mixed-drink kind of cocktails. Not having to go with those kind of mixed-drink cocktails. I think they're lovely. But he thought that this was lovely. And I agree with him. Terry said it was the same. I think it's the best thing they've ever done, quite frankly. Not having to go at the honeycomb liqueur. But if you want to grab yourself a bottle, I highly recommend you do. You go over to the DLD.com. Um, and you should check out at Dubliner Whiskey for all of the Young Hot Guy uh, calendar content. It's going to be a lot more stuff happening over there. There's some little behind-the-scenes videos that are going to be up there that were a lot of fun. And again, I want to thank them um, for allowing me and my bros and the Young Hot Guys um, just allowing us to feel beautiful, get our kit off and just make some magical moments, whatever. <laughs> thank you again, Dubliner. And uh, look, I will see you over on the Patreon uh, on Friday to talk Rose Tralee. Uh, or I'll be back here with a back to school special on the Tony Cantwell Shit Show next Tuesday. All the best. Bye bye. All right. How are you? Are you good? Are you feeling good? Did you do anything nice for anyone today? Well, why not? When was the last erotic text you sent your lover? Well, then don't talk to me until you do. Every morning I wake up and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the sun on my face, grateful for the erection. <laughs> that I'm still able to maintain as a young man. And I sit in the sunlight and I drink my uh, single origin roast coffee and I write an erotic letter to my wife. And then <laughs> and then I and then I read it and I uh, pontificate over it and I absorb it and I just remember and then I tear it up and I burn it. She'll never read it. But I reminds me of the passion that we share. And then I watch Sky News to keep abreast of the situation. And I am curse the world. And I curse the I curse Al Qaeda. And I think Al Qaeda and I, that's when I vent and I scribe and I write in my diary, Al Qaeda, you little bitch. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. No, I do know what I'm talking about, but I ran out of steam. How are you? Are you good? Are you fresh? Are you as fresh as I am today? Because, look, I wasn't drinking. I didn't drink yesterday. so Not that I drink every single day, but I was out and I didn't drink. Look, I'm not trying to make a big deal about it, guys. Please, can we just move on? I was out. I went over to my friend's house. I went over to my mate Joe's and I drove over there in the car. I drove over there in the car, swinging the keys like a like an, in, a, in a primate move of dominance. Swinging the keys, came into the house, held up my Heineken Zero. And I was like, I drink it just for the taste, guys. Do you not drink Heineken just for the taste? Hmm? And I swung my keys and I was like, just got the car. Just, just sorry, guys. Sorry, I'm um, a bit late. Traffic, because I drove with my car. And I just slammed my uh, six-pack of Heineken Zero on the table. And like, Let's not make a big deal about this, guys. You know what I mean? I'm still, hey, I'm still one of you. At the end of the day, I'm still one of you. I might just play for a different squad today. Legend squad over here who's actually looking after her life. Look, I might not be a deplorable waster anymore, but it doesn't mean we can't still be friends, guys. You know what I mean? I'm on the out. You guys are still in the fucking, in the in the plant, in the nectar plant. That plant, the little fucking bell plant that was giving off the sweet, addictive 
ethanol smell of honey. And you crept a bit closer and you had a taste. And then you fell deeper. And then you realized that you were now swimming in pure ethanol. And it was, it was, actually, it was, actually, a, it was actually the digestive liquid of a bell plant eating you. And you didn't realize that there was barbed spikes, thorns, and you couldn't get out. But me, I got out of the fucking plant. <laughs> no, no. But look, it's just different. Look, anyway, I was desperate. I actually was there and I was like, it was still good crack. It was still good crack. Um, but it's just not something I do very often um, is because I know what the night is going to be. And, I'm, and I sign up for that night. The night is you enter the room and it's like, here, drink this. Why? Because this is the Rosetta Stone for you to understand what the shite talk is going to be tonight. You need to order without this, without this alcohol, without this, hey, bifter. Hey, I can say it behind the fucking paywall. I do a bit of bifter now and then, right? Without this, you are not going to understand what fucking shite people are talking. And I love that. You know, you go in like your fucking VR goggles. Otherwise, I'm just sitting there and I'm seeing there without my VR goggles, people walking around, stumbling around, you know, moving their hands up and down, staring at them, not knowing that I'm not seeing what they're seeing. VR goggles is a much better example than a Rosetta Stone. Well, they're both excellent examples. And the reason I can think of such excellent examples is because I woke up this morning without a hangover um, because I was fresh as a daisy, you know. And I was in there swinging. I know I've talked about this in the pond before, but you know, like I was, I had that kind of energy. I don't call it big dick energy. I call it big key energy, right? It's the energy that, you, you know, your fir- the first mate you had who knew how to drive. And then he was coming into the gaff, acting different, acting different around your mouth, flirting with your mouth a little bit now because he can drive. Swing in the, well, you, wouldn't f- you want to see this fucking clown, Carly? And I'm like, what are you, f- you're a 16-year-old boy. Don't be talking to my mouth like that. You joke me. Carly, you want to check those rims outside? Oh, you're fucking you. They're not like my rims. My rims are nicer. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know what you say about cars. You know, is your engine run? Well, you better run after a girl. <laughs> Give us a kiss, Tony's man. You know, um, so I was given that kind of energy. They couldn't give a fuck. They couldn't give a fuck. But, you know, I thought they'd be like, that's cool. You're driving. No one brought up the car. Apart from the fact that I still haven't got my license. Fucking RSA. You motherfucker. Tony from the RSA. I can say this behind the paywall. Tony, you fucking clown. Tony, you're the, you're the, mo- you're the second most annoying Tony. And I can also say that about Tony Hula now because I'm behind the paywall. Not that I'm opposed to saving lives, but I'm enough, I've had enough. <laughs> I've had enough. I've had enough of you big Tonys. A couple of big toes. i got enough big toes on me bloody feet without you two clowns get involved. Um, yeah, there's three big toes I need in my life. Left, right, and yours fucking truly. Not you, Tony, in the RSA, and not you, big Tony Hulaheim. Man. So just, I don't know what mood I'm in. Um... I don't know what mood I'm in, but I don't know if you... The Tony I'm talking about is the, the chap who... The chap who got in the back of my car um, when I went for my driving test. And this clown decided, you are no... You are you will, you will are to remain a lickout master, not a lickout god, with the end plate that says never, ever, ever stop giving lickouts, is what that means. I'm going to sip of water there. I drink water now instead of alcohol. Um... So, look, I don't, I, well, I do know what I'm going to talk about today. 
I want to do a wheel of shite. I know I did a wheel of sport, but I, I kind of just want to be stimulated by the presence of a shitload of words and uh, to talk about them. What I normally do on this pod sometimes, it's kind of an improv exercise. If you go see some live improvisational comedy, um, of which I would fucking be sharp as a tack right now because I wasn't drinking yesterday. Um, you would see that what they normally do is they would say, can I have a one word suggestion from the crowd, please? And then someone would say something, usually something like banana because everyone's hungry all the time. Um, but if it's a good word like, you know, protege, then someone would step forward and say, oh, well, protege reminds me of um, the fact that um, Emperor Palpatine had no fucking protege and had no, if there's always two, a master and an apprentice, when Vader died, where was his new apprentice? How does he go about building a fucking zombie Star Destroyer army? Oh, fuck off. But something funnier than that, you know what I mean? Um, well, look, let's do one now, right? Random random word generator. And in this case, there's no topic, just any, look, any random word. I can handle it. Hang. Okay. Uh, um, hang. So hang makes me think of, I mean, I've told you about the worst hangover I've ever had. I told you about that when I came back from um, Malaga or Marbella and bought some tequila and then texted everyone saying we're having a fucking Mexican because Spain and Mexico were the same to me when I was 19. Um, well, actually, let me tell you different. Oh, I've already told you. I've told you fucking everything. <laughs> I think it was because my dad, my dad made this joke about, um, he used to always say like, you know, we'd have nachos and he'd be like, oh, spicy, spicy nachos, he would say. And he'd do like a kind of, we'd do a, a problematic, but fine because it was confined to the car uh, impression of a Mexican person. Um, but hey, Speedy Gonzalez was fucking still on the TV. Do you know what I mean? Um, but why can you do an Italian? I don't know. Look, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why I can be like, I'm a fucking dumb fucking Italian. Oh my God, spaghetti on my bollocks. That's fine. But I can't be like, Arriba. You know, that's not, that's not fine. Look, I've made my peace with it. I have not made my peace with it. But I do not want to be cancelled. Um... What am I talking about? Okay, so hang, I was going to talk about... Well, let me finish the first story, in case you haven't heard. I came back from... I came back from Malaga. Also visiting... Went on holiday with my dad, and I left home early, and I went back to my mom's. And I bought a bottle of tequila, text everyone in my... In my, my, you know... Text everyone in my text, whatever. Not contact list, it didn't go that far. I just text loads of people and said, Mexican part... I've just, been, I've just come back from Spain. I'm having a Mexican-themed party in my gaff. Stall the ball. I got tequila. So I put on like a, a Hawaiian shirt <laughs> and I waited for people to arrive. And I thought, I'm going to have a tequila. And I tell you, it was one tequila, two tequila, three tequila, floor. And I woke up the next morning and the place was, uh, the place looked like a fucking bomb had gone off. Like a piñata had exploded. And I was, and I was looking around and two of my friends were there and they, were on, they slept on the couch and I'd slept on the floor. And I was like, what the fuck? Please, the fucking shithole. What the fuck did you do? There's chips everywhere. And they were like, we were trying to stop you from trashing your own gaff. I Honestly, I literally, I don't remember anyone even arriving. And then I was like, what's with all the chips? And I'm like, they were like, we were trying to feed you chips. <laughs> and you kept fucking slapping the tray over anyway. So, um, so that's, you know, that's mad enough now. 
And you know what's mad? I don't. I, I haven't yet ever thought about the like what I was doing, what I was like at that party. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, moving on from that. My dad used to say spicy, spicy nachos. He used to say that, and we'd laugh our asses off when he'd say spicy, spicy nachos. And then we had this Spanish student um, stay with us in in my man's gaff, and he goes, he, and we're like, "What's his name?" And he says, "My name is Nacho." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, and I was like, "I was like, I'd seen a star. It was like I'd seen it. I was a child on the Late Late Toy Show. Here's Katie Taylor." I was starstruck. Oh my god, your name's Nacho, and you're Spanish, which is Mexican. And I was like, and I was like, spicy, spicy nachos. And he was like, what do you say? Well, you know, España. What do you, what do you, what are you saying? What are you saying? And my brother was like, shut the fuck up. And I'm like, spicy, spicy nachos, like what Dad said, throwing him under the fucking bus, like what fucking Dad said, you know. And I don't know, I just fell, and I was like, why am I? Why y'all looking at me like I've done something wrong? And he was like, he just didn't understand. He's the same guy who we showed him a snowball and he started crying because he'd never seen, he lived in like Midland, Spain where it never snowed. And Andy had saved a snowball in the freezer. So we took it out to show it to him. And he's like, you have snow? You have snow? And he freaked. We showed him a snowball and he started like, <laughs> he couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe it. I mean, I don't know what he could show me, a cactus or something. An orange. Yeah, I've seen an orange, you fucking clown. I'm not having a go at him. He didn't actually do this. You know what I mean? Um, so that's hang. So this is how we're going to do things. There, there will be no intro. Sorry, Tristan. There shall be no music. Next one, broccoli. Um, I like broccoli now. <laughs> I like broccoli now. I like a broccoli bake. Um, I uh, do you know what I like broccoli about? Do you know what I like about? Bro- do you know what I like broccoli about? I'll say it again. I'll double down on it. it. Looks like a fucking tree, and it makes me feel like an ant. Well, not even an ant. Makes me feel like a giant. That's what I like about it. I would love more miniature foods and not sweets. I don't want them to be sweets, but I'd love more like a full fry, a full full fry made really small, like a like a um like a petit four, you know, or a little um what would you call them? What are they called? They serve them to you at a wedding. Hors d'oeuvre. No. What are they called? Little things they give you at a wedding. Talk amongst yourselves. Little um, dishes they give at weddings. Canapes. Kind of fucking peas. Fucking this guy. When this fucking wedding there last week, the guy was so cheap they didn't serve uh, canapes. They gave us a fucking can of peas each. <laughs> <laughs> It was more fucking can of peas than can of peas, wasn't it, love? Never seen so many fucking peas on a prawn before. It was fucking shocking, man. We put about two G's in the envelope for the cunt. <laughs> He's giving us peas. Um. Well, yeah, look, we, I made me peas with him anyway at the end. Um. What am I talking about? How did I get onto this again? Am I still talking about this? What am I talking about? Broccoli. <laughs> Yeah, I like broccoli. I don't eat enough of it, you know. It's one of those superfoods. My dad gave me this book for weightlifting. My dad's given me a million books about weightlifting over the years. He's also paid for like, you know, a million, like uh, like six months at a gym or whatever like that for my birthday or a month at the gym for my birthday. Um, and, um, you know, the return on that investment <laughs> would be... An unhealthy return on that investment in my uh, my my overall personal fitness, but I remember seeing that it said broccoli's a, a superfood. It was a great weightlifting book. I felt really bad. He had it since like the eighties when he got into weightlifting. My dad's fairly jacked, right? 
um, and um, he had this book on weightlifting, and it was a really old textbook, you know, and I had all these like you know little notes and stuff like that, and um, and uh, I lost it. I lost it. I had no respect, no respect for other people's belongings. I lost it. It's gone, gone, all gone. You know, I'm not. I'm not fully. I mean, I'm, you know, thank God my wife is not a subscriber to this Patreon podcast. Um, you know, because she would always think she thinks that I am. But it, this is part of my identity. You know, you think you have these things that are like part of your identity. And lo- me being a person who loses things, a loser is not something I want to have in line in a in some fundamental column of what makes me a person. You know, I, I refuse to accept that I'm a person who loses things. But I fucking lost one AirPod and definitely lost it, definitely lost it. Uh, on the way into the studio today. And there's no way it's anywhere else. I definitely lost it. <laughs> I've checked everywhere. Um, but luckily, they're not real AirPods. They're knockoff AirPods. And they're fucking amazing. Jordan turned me on to them. They're, um, they're 10 quid AliExpress AirPods. Right? And look, I, I cannot believe they're 10 quid. They're amazing. They're amazing. And they look just like AirPods. And I don't get The mic is shite. The mic is shite. But, um, and I just... I just hope loads of people weren't hurt in the process of getting these AirPods to me because that's crazy cheap, you know? That's cheaper than a bottle of wine for the wine that I used to buy that I also think was hurting people, the fact that it could be that cheap. But look, um, the world is an imperfect... Look, the thing is, I, I wouldn't... Me spending 180 quid or 230 quid or whatever on AirPods is just an insane idea. Like me spending 30 quid on a hat. I only ever have one hat because I lost my last hat. Right, so I so I can't I can't me wear like I have to accept who I am. I can't wear too much white because I stain myself too much. You know what I mean? I can't buy a, an expensive hat because I'm going to lose it. I can't buy AirPods because I'm just going to lose one. So I have to just there's parts of me that I have to fess up that are just going to be the budget basics, whatever it is. You know what I mean? So, but anyway, so I'm always losing stuff. And there was a period where I lost three passports in a year. And my ma, oh my God, was my ma. I remember the third time, I think it was only a couple of months after I lost the last one, the third time with two weeks away from going on a holiday, I said, ma'am, I've lost my passport. And she goes, I can't, like, cry. you can see, like, welling up, like, I can't, can't, you can't do this to me. It's a trauma for a mother like that. Fucking gormless son. Ma'am, I've lost another passport. And essentially just being like, now you fucking figure that out. <laughs> now you figure that shit out. Ma'am, I got some bad news. You're not going to like it. I lost my passport and it's up to you. Why you? Because you decided to have kids one time. Because <laughs> you made because you made a hasty decision in, in the heat of passion. And I'm sorry, it's going to haunt you for the rest of your days. Lost the fucking passport. Now, what are you going to do about it? And... Um, and so she's like, oh, my God. And like, when, when's your school trip? Two weeks away. And she knows. She's been, she's filled out these passport times. And, she, you know, she knows it's going to be four weeks. But she's also au fait with the fact that there's going to be, you know, a fast track thing that's going to have to mean more money. But, hey, <laughs> not out of my pocket. You know what I mean? Now, of course, like, I'm not, I'm not being that cheeky. I'm like, ma'am, I'm, oh, I'm so sorry. Is what can I do? Look, you can take it out of my pocket money. Like, and all this shite that you'd be spouting. And it's all this fucking, you know, anyway. So um, she called up. She pleaded 
on my behalf. She got me. She got me a passport. She did everything. Got all the photos and everything like that. You know, had the photos rejected and came back because I would refuse to take my glasses off, which I fucking do, by the way. Refuse to take my glasses off. The, look, I don't know if we're being. I'm not. I I don't mind if we're being tracked. I don't mind if my Janssen vaccine had a microchip in it because, to be perfectly honest, that's only going to tell you where I am and my blood type or whatever. My phone is going to tell you my fucking browsing habit. It's going to tell you where I am. It's going to tell you my plans. It's going to tell you what I'm getting my fucking wife for our anniversary. It's going to tell you everything. So a little, you know, little GPS tracking device, you know, makes you know makes no sense to me. But I tell you what, I will not tolerate. I know we're coming to this draconian 1984 future where we're just going to be wearing grey and not smiling. But I refuse to live in a society where I can't wear my fucking glasses in a passport photo. I, if I could, I got pictures taken there somehow because I took the pictures myself and I digitally removed the glare. And I was able to get them done. The passport's going to last me like 20 years. I'm like, whatever, whatever can let me. It's part of my identity. I don't want to fully explore why right now, but it's part of my identity. You know, I did a gig, did this thing and I was auditioning for it and they were like, great. Now that's good. You know, really keen. Uh, can he send us a couple of pictures of him wear, without wearing glasses? You know, and I wrote back, I was like, I can send you, I can send you as many pictures of me and my bare face as you'd like. But if you're not taking these glasses, then you're not fucking taking this clown, right? Because I wanted, part, I remember I was at a wedding. Me and my brother went to my, my cousin's wedding. I'll come back to what I'm talking about in a second if I remember the passport. Me and my brother went to my cousin's wedding. We had both had prescription glasses um, and um, prescription sunglasses, rather. And we both forgot our regular glasses. We went to the wedding with just our prescription glasses. So when it went on into the night, we were just wearing sunglasses. We look like we look like the Blues Brothers. We look like we look like two two you know two um, well blind people don't wear Ray Bans anymore. Um, but uh, we look like clowns. And then when they were getting the photos taken, um, fucking photographer. He's like, uh, glasses guy, glasses guy. Um, would you mind just taking the specs off? Makes a nicer photo. And I'm like, no, he's using prescription glasses. I normally have other glasses. And he's like, no, just it's kind of getting a bit of a glare on it right now. And I'm like, I'm, not, I'm actually, and I'm in front of a whole family, you know? And I'm like, I'm going to, you know, I felt like, you know, Valentina in RuPaul. I'd like to leave it on, please. And I was like, let me leave my fucking glasses on, you know? And he's like, well, if you're just, and he goes, for the sake of the family, he goes, you, you are a, you. Okay, no, hang on. I need to calm down. But I'm just saying, as a paid employer for the family, I imagine you want to keep um, the family happy. And not be like, hey, and emotionally manipulating me in front of my friends and cousins. Anyway, and my family. So anyway, um, what was the same? I'm always forgetting things. <laughs> How did I get onto that again? Um, yeah, I keep my glasses on because of the passport. Anyway, then the the I did get a picture approved. Bear with me here. A picture approved with me wearing glasses. Well, no, actually, what happened was I took a picture because I wanted to look sexy. I had a picture. I wanted to look sexy, and I had this emo fringe at the time. So I took a picture of me with my hand behind my head in a pouty pose, with my head looking down at the bottom corner, kind of with my eyes looking up over my glasses, in a sex, what I thought was sexy, right? <laughs> and they refused it. And they were like, you can't use that. What pose is this? Whatever. So we ended up getting other ones approved. Anyway, then we sent that off. And there's no passport. I'm going literally in two days. 
And then my man gets on the phone and um, she calls this guy and she's like, look, I don't mean to be short with you here, but my son is going to Spain tomorrow. And are you going to be the person to tell him that he can't go? So I need you to figure out where that passport is and get it to me now. And the guy was like, okay, okay. I will personally drive over and bring the passport. After work, me, a man who works in the civil service, who has been perpetually bothered by clowns like you, will drive over to Rahini to personally hand deliver this because your son has lost three passports in a year. So, so the guy came, he delivered the passport. He fucked it. He pretty much fucked up my mom. She, she even had like a, she had like a bottle of wine or something like that or money or whatever to give him because she felt bad. And he was like, here's a fucking passport. He was really rude. He was a dickhead, actually. He was a dickhead. I don't care if you fucking dropped it over. You're a dickhead. You treat my fucking ma. I should have been out screaming. You fucking prick. You treat my ma like that. She'd be fucking worshipping the ground. She walks on what she's after doing for me. Um, I know. And then what he said was, as he was leaving, he goes, if he loses another passport, he's not getting another one. And my mom was like, okay, look. She came back in. She gave me the passport. I gave him a big hug. I gave her a big hug. And I was like, mammy, mammy, thank you so much. I love you so much. I love you, mammy, 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 all at you. And then, um, and then she goes, now listen, he was not happy. And she's still talking like as in like I'm like, um, you know, the the big man in the passport office. She was like, the man in the passport office, he's an authority on travel. He said, if you lose another passport, you're not going to be getting another one. And I was like, as if he'd, was he going, and then I'm angry. <laughs> and then I got angry. So my man did all this and then I got angry. He was like, as if he's going to fuck what? Like I can't leave. Like what is this fucking North Korea? What the fuck is that? fucking keep me in a, and then he's like oh, whatever just get the fuck to Spain um, so that is um, that was broccoli <laughs> alright next up current um, I would love to have uh, my banking app <laughs> my banking app I would love it to keep some of my accounts hidden from me namely my savings account I got three accounts one is current account, one is a business account and one is a savings account. These are the accounts I have. Um, and the other one is uh, my account Dracula, was I going to say? AI Blay. Where does, where does savings account Dracula? No, it doesn't fucking... AI Blay. Uh, more like a blood bank. Blay. I'm figuring out something here. You're seeing it in action here. There's a there's account, there's an, an, a fucking account Dracula. Whatever. I'm saying I've got three accounts and I'd like to keep some of them hidden from me because, look, I don't know if you're the same. I get putting money in, I got money in one account and then I put money into another account and I'm just, pow, wait, if there's no money in there, guess what? It's coming from the savings, it's coming from the business, it's coming from that. It's like the summer of 69. Just everyone's just passing each other around, just passing fluid cash. In between all the accounts, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, I don't need any fucking, you know. Um, and I wouldn't mind putting a Johnny on one of my accounts, do you know what I mean? Putting a big old, you know, uh, digital embargo, you know, censor Johnny on my savings account so I can't be messing with it, do you know what I mean? That's just what that is. That's savings, that's tax, that's a whole lot, lot there. And I wouldn't mind um, just keeping that hidden from me. But they're all visible to me. And it must look like, because when you look at your actual statement, it looks like, oh, money came in from this account. And it lo- but for me, I'm like, boop, with a phone. But for the, the, the process, it's like transferring funds to another 
you know, account. Of the, this this amount of accredited gold went from one thing to another, and it was, you know. But I'm just like, blip, blip, you know. And Revolut is like, you know, this is all. Anyway, this is just a thought. Of my, I wouldn't mind having some of my accounts um, hidden from me, and um, you know, just see that's 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 current. Anyway, ankle, um, ankle. Um, first thing that comes to mind is with the time that I bought those, that I had those rollerblades that had no ankle support. Um, my brother had gotten FX3s from my mom, and I was like, yeah, I want rollerblades as well. And she's like, this, this is, yeah, like you want to, like you want to be Michael Jordan in Space Jam. Yeah, like you want to just skateboard. Like you want to, you know, whatever, take up rugby until you break some lad's uh, leg in Clontarf and you flee. Um, I'm not getting, your, I'm not getting, I'm not, I've learned. I'm not getting the expensive rollerblades, so she got me these shit rollerblades with fuck all ankle support. It was like literally, it was like, like 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 Bambi on ice. And I'm not talking about like Disney on ice. People coming out doing like like butter brazer and like that the spins. I mean like literally, you know, Bambi goes out and like can't find her feet. Like Marv even on the slippery thing in Home Alone. Um, and I slipped, hit myself, I winded myself, and then crawled to crawl on my hands and knees back home, crying. Um, so that's ankle. Um, yeah, just look, invest in rollerblades. Rollerblades is back in a big way. I still have my skateboard, though. I still have my skateboard that I got for my 33rd birthday that my wife got me. She got me a skateboard and a vape. How good is that? Skateboard and a vape. Because I'm radical and I'm young, you know? It's nothing to do with me rekindling my youth. Nothing to do with that. I'm actually radical now. It actually just took me now to realise how fucking radical I am. Me, me fucking... Stop swearing. I need to stop swearing. With my skateboard and my vape. Um, and I haven't taken that out. I haven't taken that out. I'm going to maybe try and get lessons or something like that. You know what I mean? If there's anything you look, listen, let me talk to you. If there's anything you even have, uh, you know, a passing interest in that you've just tried once and you're like, oh, I actually kind of like that. And you fiddled around and then you're like, oh, no, I'm not that good. Get lessons in it. So I might get some skateboard lessons, you know. Because I wouldn't mind just being confident enough just to just go on it, you know. Treat it like they used to treat it back in, you know, the... The Donktown days, you know, where it's just you're surfing on land. You know, that's how it started. And then, oh, my God, we're getting air. I never even just went for the kind of surfing on land kind of thing. I was so preoccupied with whether I could land a kickflip, I never stopped to think if I should. And if I should maybe just focus on balance, you know what I mean? So then, you know, standing on it, not getting the balance, and then rushing into doing a nollie. Do you know what I mean? That's why sometimes you need... Someone just to tell you the fundamentals. Like, if you don't even know what running is before, if you don't even know what walking is before you run, then obviously, you know what I mean? I'm trying to figure something out here. (laughs) No, hang on. They say, you know, walk before you can run. And a lot of the times, if you don't even know the basics of standing up, do you know what I mean? You might just be trying to, you're trying to fucking peg it. And you don't even know the fundamentals of balance. And that's my case. And I also have found that people I know who are who were excellent at skateboarding growing up, maybe they still do. They're masters in other things, you know. Um, like my mate Carlo, one of the best skateboarders I, I, I knew growing up. You know, he's a, he's a master, um, uh, you know, hairdresser now, you know, and takes such pride in his work. Dez as well, he's a guy from Marino. Um, and he... Um, he was a first pro skater I knew, and he's an accomplished electrician. They take such pride in the work that they do, being like, this is the perfection. This is exactly how I visualized it to be, whether it's a haircut, whether it's a layout of, um, you know, a load of wires, you know, which is tough work. Um, tough work being a spark. Anyway, let's move on. Um, ordinary. Um, I didn't finish Ordinary People. 
And I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was excellent. Every single episode I was watching, being like, this is brilliant. This is captivating. I'm feeling emotions I haven't felt in months. This is expert acting. I'm so proud. There's, uh, you know, Ram Mines. I'm pointing at the screen, everyone. Look, Terry, look at that. There's Trinity. My sister goes there. You know? Um, I wonder if I'd ever do a drama. A drama, a dramatic film, or a dramatic TV show. I had an idea for a TV show that I thought would be good, um, or a movie. Maybe TV show, because it's just the way things are going. But I remember one time, me and my ex-girlfriend, we went on a holiday. We went on a holiday to visit some friends, and we had out, we had already broken up. But we were so young that it was like, oh, we, you know, there's so much pressure at that age. Or, ordinary people covers it very well that you have to just kind of appease the people around you and you know, the expectations people have for you. That's, you know, what it's all about. And we went on this holiday and <laughs> it was just like, just like utterly heartbreaking. It was just like what this long extended breakup. It was like the exact opposite of um, before sunrise um, or before, yeah, before sunrise, before sunset. It was people, it was, we were having these lengthy conversations walking through Malmo and walking through Copenhagen. You know, and literally, we also told the people we were staying with that we were still a couple, but we'd already broken up, and we kind of kept that hidden. We kept getting together a hidden for a while because was we were in a group of friends, and we didn't make it public. And then we also kept the breakup hidden for like a few months, but we we had broken up, and that was decided. And then we were having just these long, drawn out um, conversations among this Scandinavian, <laughs> you know, this these beautiful pristine Scandinavian people, you know. And it was a weird time where we're kind of like, we don't really know who we want to be anymore. It was one of those kind of pivotal moments being like, you know, it's kind of the end of that part of our lives. And to look at, you know, a new part that we're both much happier with, you know. But I thought doing like an opposite film of Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, the Richard Linklater film with um, with um, with Ethan Hawke and uh, Julie Delpy. And they're like young and they... Yeah, the third one they're kind of having some marital issues, which is interesting and realistic. I wonder if they'll do another one. I'm sure they will. They do them every every ten years or so, or fifteen years. Um, but I think that's the only idea I would ever have of that kind of like you know these deep, long conversations that essentially, essentially, just shouldn't even be happening because there is nothing you can do. There's nothing that you can do to you you, you can. Everything was the kind of the last sentimentality of this is the last this, this is the last that, you know. Um, and there's nothing you, there's no way, there's no way to do it other than just clean, clean break, clean break. And if sometime down the line we are able to form something different, great. But it has to just be, um, you know, that kind of clean break. But you know those kind of conversations, especially me, you could imagine what it's like breaking up with me. You can imagine me fucking just, you know, ruminating on the whole existence of all this fucking shite. You know what I mean? And being just so frustratingly different from who I actually am and what my actual habits are, you know. And oh, maybe this and maybe this. And, you know, I'm a very romantic man. So I'm a terrible man to break up with, um, you know. But I thought that would always be a very interesting uh, film or, or, or series. Kind of like The Trip. <laughs> but it's there. It's a couple just still breaking up, you know, and finding maybe that kind of weird spark of spending time together again and then fundamentally realizing that it's just not working, you know.
Um, so there you are. That's uh, I don't remember what the word was. Anyway, um, hilarious. I've also have a hilarious idea for a movie. It's an it's the idea is, and I read in Save the Cat that uh, the book, the screenwriting book, which I didn't finish. <laughs> um, the only book you'll ever need on screenwriting. They said that uh, you should tell people your and you know let many, as many people know your movie ideas because it's um because if it's if it's good enough people people aren't going to steal them you know what i mean and you can always make a case if you broadcast it to someone that um that especially now i got fucking records on all you guys i got records on all you guys you steal my movie ideas i know that you were a patron here now and all of a sudden i see your name on a fucking screenplay with my idea i'm coming for you bro there's no way you can steal my idea or lady or envy um but I also thought of a funny screenplay uh, or a movie idea, which was basically it is a a I went to Lords when I was um, when I was sixteen and I loved it and I never went back. It's the same thing with ordinary people. I loved it, never watched it again. Um, but a lot of my friends kept on doing. It. I was a, I was a I was what do you call a steward, where you kind of wheel um, the old and infirm people around so that they can. You know, see the waterfall, and um, yeah. I was mad all the fucking merch they had there from Mary. Instead of Murray mints, they had Mary mints, and um, really, there were so you know, there was like you could buy M- Mary Everton, you know. And I don't know if I fully believe in the healing powers of Lourdes and the water there where Mary appeared, um, but I maybe do believe in a kind of unified uh, energy or spirit that people come together and will things not in a kind of I don't know if I know if I do anymore that that feels like a soundbite of something I might have said um, you know 10 years ago I probably haven't talked about Lords in a while I don't know if I do believe in that kind of unifying energy spirit yeah I don't know if I believe that <laughs> but um, it is a very interesting place and it's a very old place and it's just it's such a rich place so much money being made from um from people who fundamentally believe that they're going to go and they're going to be healed or that some pain will be eased you know and a lot of terminally ill people there so i had an idea for a film where there is a um terminally ill um terminally ill um granny who from sheriff street who um family pitched pitch together to just send her they can't really afford to send everyone else but they have enough money just to kind of get together to send her and she is so done she's so done she's had a miserable life and she's so done with um it is going to maybe get funny she's so done with um the church and the idea of believing and praying and all that stuff and she goes to lord and it's kind of like oh whatever she can have a bit of a holiday there you know but she's not believing that all the shit and she's, you know, she's quite quick and she's quite smart and she's quite loud and abrasive to people. And they send her off to Lourdes. Someone else who's being sent to Lourdes is this young kid. Kind of went on the same, same kind of steward program that I did. Young person pushing around. He is this young kid who's kind of just, he's not fitting in anywhere, right? And they basically, they find, they find on his hard drive some crazy kind of anarchist cookbook shit. He's been trying to make some fucking bombs. He's been trying to make some bombs. This will get funny. Maybe. I don't know if it will. He's been trying to make some bombs uh, from the anarchist cookbook. 
he has also like he kind of hates women. He's kind of an incel. He's a South County Dublin incel. He loves all Ben Shapiro shit. He you know misinterprets all the Jordan Peterson stuff to make it look like you know you know he shouldn't love you know women. Um, and he has just kind of been a bit of an outcast. He hasn't really had a lot of luck with girls, right? And he's kind of an outcast in his big South County Dublin, whether it's Black Rock or something like that college. And he, in a kind of last kind of, you know, will of his parents, gets sent to Lord because they're like, just fucking go do something nice for someone else, you know. And he gets sent and he's put in this steward program and he's really real. And there's two real fish out of water until the granny from Sheriff Street gets paired up with him. And she actually loves how kind of chaotic he is. And she loves and he loves how chaotic she is. And they have these long conversations just about how. Uh, nothing really matters and everything's pointless, you know. Um, and she tells him about a plan that she has to fucking rob the church. She wants to rob the church. She wants to plan a heist and fleece Lourdes for as much cash as she can get back to her family. And he fucking loves this idea. And they scheme out a heist to rob Lourdes. That's my idea for a film. And I think it's fucking class. Um, so that's an idea. Um, I have another, another idea for a, a video game, right? GTA, but with vampires as well. That's another game I have. Um, so if you think that Lord Heist is a good idea, let me know, because I might try and flesh it out if I ever... Jesus, I can barely get two podcasts out. <laughs> not writing that. But I might write it if I have some downtime. Um, care. Care is the next word. Um... Well, look, maybe this is an opportunity for me to say to you, take care. Take care. Take good care of yourself. You know, based on a chat I was having on this um, a few weeks back about kind of not fully understanding my own brain and kind of viewing like um, I've been piling up things like they're like a Jenga blocks, you know, without fully realizing, you know, the base block is just some idea of what I thought it was, you know, to get by survival instincts of a child. And you just build up these blocks and you're like, why do I think that? Um, and I wanted to go to therapy, I wanted to go to counselling just to kind of see, get a full deep dive as to how my mind operates and is working. And I have been. I have. I've gone three times and I'm enjoying it. And uh, I, I mean, of course I'm enjoying it. I get to fucking talk. <laughs> I get to talk at some other lad. And he's like looking. He's, but it's, it's like doing this podcast, except there's someone sitting across from me. He's like, mm, mm, mm. Even when I'm saying some fucking sweaty, I'm saying some sweaty shit, you know. Um, but I've found it. I've I found it even just, it is mad the things that you say to, to kind of rationalize the things that you do and how how even just shining a light on that it's almost if you have to like, keep a tally of like what you eat every day, you don't do it. It's like measuring, you know, some quantum effect. Just, you know, when when you you measure it, you, you kind of not, you don't do it as much, you know. And I've, um, I've really enjoyed it and I think it's changed my mood or at least it's made me feel like um, there's a lot of unnecessary pressure and how I'm viewing things is not maybe the whole, the whole reality without going into too much. Um, I mean, who knows if I'll keep, you know, I don't know if I'll, I'll keep it up forever. You know, could get to a point where I'm like, that's been enough breakthroughs. Although I did have one um, bit where I was um, <laughs> I was saying something and I started, uh, I started crying. 
and um, the therapist kind of like sat forward and he was like, okay, right. Um, and I went on kind of like, you know, crying about something I was, you know, talking about. And then um, I was done and I kind of had kind of this, you know, calm after kind of, you know, blubbering a little bit on the chair. And he says, uh, now, now how do you feel? And I'm like, I cry all the time, <laughs> bro, bro. I'm so glad you thought I was like an alpha coming in here, bro. I really appreciate that, bro. But I cry all the time, you know, like I cry, not like I'm weeping and kind of, you know, I don't get into you know severe depressive states, as you know, but um, I allow myself to get upset and I and I allow myself to cry when I get upset. And I and luckily, I'm, I'm very lucky to have, you know, to, like a cry and Terry just be like, you know, put her arm around me, that kind of stuff when I, if something upsets me, you know, uh, and vice versa. I'm there for her. But um, he was like, almost like, we have a breakthrough. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm crying. I've been crying about this shit for years, bro. But I'm so delighted that you thought I was an alpha. So um, I, yeah, I've been giving it a go. Um, and I want to thank, I won't name because I'm sure there might be some confidentiality, but I had some very nice um, listeners of the podcast, listeners, listeners of the Patreon podcast, um, get in touch and very strongly recommend it and tell me about their experiences about uh, going to counseling. You know, even in some cases, people who um, in some cases were, were, were going through, um, you know, something something very tragic. And in other cases, um, going through something that was, um, you know, they just felt that they could do with it or it was recommended and they didn't think it would benefit them. But then they found that it really did. And they found themselves talking about things they didn't expect to be talking about. So, you know, getting it from two two different two different sides did genuinely. So if you're listening, did genuinely. And I, I do know who you are. So I don't want to say your name. Um, did genuinely encourage me to do so. So thank you very much for encouraging me to to do so. Um, and look, guys, take care. Look after yourself. Write an erotic letter to your fucking lover <laughs> and um, and ruminate on that. And thank you very much. Thank you so much for being a uh, consistent, um, supportive person. Uh, and no, I'm talking with the cash. Thank you for the sweet, sweet cash. And being a Patreon subscriber, my Medici's. And thank you. Maybe, maybe someday, maybe you will be funding my uh, ability to sit down and write my Lord's Heist film and create my GTA vampire game. But thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much um, for being there. And I will see you here next week uh, on the Patreon or over here uh, for Judge Cantwell next Tuesday. Judge Tony and Sex Executioner um, coming up next week. Um, so thanks very much. Bye bye.